Hey guys, so first off, we want to thank all our listeners, both old and new, for making last week our largest show ever. We're so glad to have you, and thank you to everyone who liked and shared last week's episode to introduce new people to the show. We've gotten a ton of requests for the ability to download the parody we made of God's Not Dead, so we'd like to do something good with it. For those who don't already listen to the Herd Mentality podcast, Adam's last episode was about a homeless atheist veteran who could really use some help for him and his service dog right now. John is currently out of a job with severe PTSD and is unable to find work or the medical care he needs. I can't encourage you enough to listen to his story and figure out what's going on with him. But what we've decided to do is put the song on CD Baby for a dollar. There will be a link on the show notes for this episode as well and all the social media platforms. We've spoken to the fantastic Morgan Clark and he's agreed to let us donate every cent from the sale of the song to this fantastic cause. So, If you wanted to buy last week's song to play at your uncle during Thanksgiving, here's your chance, and by doing it, we're going to help a person who could desperately use it. Again, the link for the song, the GoFundMe for John, and the episode of Herd Mentality will be on the show notes for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the show, and now, back to God Awful Movies. David A.R. White looks like he got a case of gigantism, but just in his brow, nose, and chin. And then it, it didn't make it past that. David A.R. White was actually the reason scientists started looking into whether or not we interbred with Neanderthals. They're like, you know what? We might have, actually. Hold on. Let's get this guy into the lab. He looks like a cartoon penguin after a bad divorce, just like sitting on a 19-year-old at a college bar. Got my own place. I mean, the whole basement's mine. My parents live upstairs. God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because we've run out of new venereal diseases to collect. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Brian Bosworth. Oh, Can't man. say enough. Sorry, sorry, we'll get there. We'll <laughs> yeah, get there. we'll get there. We'll get there. And sitting 989 miles to my right is my bad friend Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you th- this fine afternoon, sir? I just want to say a lot of people have shark aids, not just me. Okay. So <laughs> Lots. <laughs> Not just you. It's you and that shark. And sitting 1.179 times 10 to the minus 10 parsecs to my west is the virtually ungoogleable Thomas Smith from Atheistically Speaking at All. Thomas, welcome to God Awful Movies, sir. What's that? Oh, I was just penning some hate mail to Anita Sarkeesian because apparently that's what Eli thinks I do all day. <laughs> what, because no, 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 I'm what white, you look you like. reverse racist asshole? <laughs> God. <laughs> Shave your neck, Thomas. I'll run out of stuff. Just shave your, just get the, lean your chin up and then just go along the line of your jaw. It changes the whole. Uh, I actually am not even going to do the show. I just want to, you know, clear the air with Eli and just, you know, point, poke holes in all his jokes for two hours. Can we do that? Oh, absolutely. Didn't you already do that on Cogdisc? I was going to say, I don't know what the hell me and Heath are going to do for that time, but okay. <laughs> Fine. In all seriousness, thank you for having me. It is a, an absolute pleasure to be here. I fucking love this show, and I'm looking forward to not saying anything and just listening to you guys the entire time. So, sounds great. Sounds great. <laughs> the, the passive guest experience is the best one. Now, normally I feel bad asking people to watch these piece of shit movies with us, but you're reading the Bible on purpose, so I felt like if anybody could handle it, it would be the guy from Thomas in the Bible. <sighs> Yeah, I, well, you know what I should say is like, are you guys okay? 
because yeah, we're we're good. Are, are you sure? Because I, I, when I watched this movie, when I finally watched one of these pieces of shit, it occurred to me that my enjoying Gam and uh, <clears throat> excuse me and laughing every time, just uproariously laughing at it. It's like the fans who are all into like Amy Winehouse, and then she's dead. You know, like <laughs> I don't. When I finally watched one of these movies, I thought. Do these people need help? Like, do they, do you need our help? So yeah. I just want to make sure. Are you okay? Me? I, no, I'm going to die real soon. Okay. Like, <laughs> real, and in a weird way, too. Like, people are, they're not going to be able to do the GoFundMe right because of the way I die. They're going to be like, I mean, there, it was just full of children. Just full of children. We think he was trying to make a ball pit? We don't oh, know. But we're not doing a fundraiser. We're not talking about it. Just, we have uh, new guests on Gam every week. We're just letting it go. That's why we're trying to milk as much out of them as we can now. So, uh, Heath, tell us, what will we be breaking down today? <laughs> All right. Uh, we watched Revelation Road, the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. It's the epic first act of a story that might eventually happen in a different movie. But <laughs> We won't be talking about that today. No. No. Today we'll be talking about a 90-minute character intro for Brian Bosworth and David A.R. White and the town that ain't big enough for the both of them. <laughs> so uh, I don't want to spoil all the excitement. Won't say any more. All right. So, Eli, tell us, how bad was this movie? So this movie was the kind of terrible because this is what I feel like people picture when I say I review Christian movies. Because every week we find a new movie that is a different level of terrible. So if you were hoping for a movie that's about the Christian rapture, but also tells soldiers with PTSD that the only way for them to feel better is Jesus, mm-hmm. then you're going to love this movie. <laughs> Just each week we find a new low that Christian movies can hit. Oh, this one was fucking hilarious. Now, this was one of the worst written pieces of shit I've ever had to sit through. And the writing, the bad writing is what really gets to me in movies. So this movie really got to me. Um, I, I found this just to give you a quick example. The writing in this movie is so bad it pervades the IMDb plot synopsis. I shit you not, this is how their people elected to sell this film. This film. Quote, Amidst foreboding lightning and tremors. Fuck you already. <laughs> <laughs> Amidst. A traveling salesman with a dark past must fight demons, both his own and a murderous biker gang, in his quest to complete his last sale and go home. That's a fucking Donald Trump sentence. <laughs> like, you just have to do oh, amidst the foreboding lightning tremors. Look, I love it's the fantastic. demons. I love them. I love the demons. I, I get along with demons. But but in this movie, we're fighting demons, okay? I'll fuck a demon right now. Get me a demon. I'll fuck a demon. <laughs> Look at that face. All right, well, obviously we can't expect the audience to contain themselves for long when David A.R. White, action hero, is on the line. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we'll break down all the ominous lightning and after effects that is Revelation Road, the beginning of the end. Does this ever happen to you? Nobody cares about Clark Kent taking on the Batman. Well, it happened to us, too, and we bitched about it for two solid hours on a special Patreon-only bonus episode this week. So if you're a Patreon supporter of this podcast or of our sister show, The Scathing Atheist, be sure to check your Patreon feed. Our review of Batman v Superman is already there. And if you're not already a patron, please consider supporting our efforts. You'll get... 
Eli's candid admission of the true depths of his comic book geekery. But I have 10,000 comic books. Most people have 10,000, like, grains of rice in their homes. They have 10,000 separate fucking comic books. You'll get ridiculous plot holes. But the kryptonite gas, like, attaches to him. Like, he doesn't just step out of the cloud, which he totally could. He just sits there in the cloud being like, No! This three feet in particular will kill me! And he's not just like, I'm fine. You'll get unadulterated nerd rage. Everything Batman has is shaped like a fucking bat. That's why he's <laughs> You'll get Granny's peach tea. Do you remember how I said pee would be important and we weren't about to do sex stuff? You'll get empathy. This is what Heath and you feel like when the Christians try to sports. Yes. They're looking at it and you're like, oh, they're throwing it to the thing. But don't answer yet because I didn't ask a question. So if you'd like to support the show and help pay for the extensive psychological counseling it'll one day incur, please head over to patreon.com slash godawful and make a per episode donation today or tomorrow no hurry and we're back for the breakdown and the first thing this movie wants to tell us is how sorry all those stupid atheists are going to be when jesus gets home yeah basically the first sentence of this movie is some people will be scared of the apocalypse but some people will be super stoked They'll be like, awesome. <laughs> that's, where, that's the crazy this movie starts at. Well, and I love that, it, like, the, the ominous thing is saying, like, um, even when there were earthquakes and famines and wars, they still did not blame. Like, there's always been. Even when shit that always happened continued to happen, people didn't know that it was the apocalypse. Also, everyone said our stupid, shitty predictions didn't come true, but uh, how about now? Uh-huh. In this movie, where we get to make shit up. They did here. Yeah. People throughout time immemorial have always thought Jesus was going to come back during their lifetime. But now that he actually is, okay? Now he finally is. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Everybody since Paul was wrong. <laughs> I want to know. We're right. Now, was this guy... His his vocal delivery was something to behold. Now was he <laughs> was he masturbating or was like like it was like oh the the apocalypse oh, yeah. oh, oh. and and there's earthquakes and uh and and then and then there's there's famine scorpion locusts yeah he's slowly lowering amazing. himself down onto an all American. <laughs> You gotta touch the floor, Brian, or you don't get to stop doing the voiceover. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And and by the way, he's switching between a Scottish accent, I think, and an American accent, like, every three words. Great. Like, the end times are gonna be great! (laughs) Speaking of which, revelations, it's crazy. Like, director's going, Scottish, now American, now Scottish, right next to him. I do that when I master. And then I was really hoping the end would be, for who could learn to love. A <laughs> and then it would show David A. R. White. Yeah. So, uh, because of the accent, I was really hoping we would cut to the post-apocalyptic Lucky Charms leprechaun, just sitting there <laughs> drinking Lucky Charms out of the skulls of those kids that used to chase him around, <laughs> all mad maxed out. I miss the chase. I never thought I'd miss it, but I do. Lightning, lightning. But it's- yeah, right. <laughs> But instead of that, we get the Christian death metal punchy scene. Oh, oh. and uh, sound effects courtesy of someone's mouth. They could not. At some point, there was a kick, and the sound was. 
Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> if, if anything, I mean, maybe a punch. Okay, maybe I'll believe a punch is going to make the sound, even though it doesn't. But it doesn't. Kick, but... It's just going to go, duh. Like, that's what a <laughs> kick sounds like. It's not, it's going to be, a duke and, and then there was, yeah. <laughs> and I love, okay, so what we're seeing is a bunch of bikers beating up a cop. And I love all the bikers in the background are going like, woo, woo. And it's that's the all they can say. Yeah. It's the funniest <laughs> thing they've ever seen. Like, they're just <laughs> laughing at it for yeah. some reason. Oh shit, you punched him in the face real good. We egg you on. Continue doing that. My theory about this scene and its sound effects is that David R. White's mom left the house and he got a kung fu movie on Netflix and then deleted his internet history and he was like, I'm gonna make one of those. I am. I'm gonna make one of those. But it was like an old Bruce Lee movie, so he was like, I have a music note here. Uh, and that is everyone in this guitar center knows I'm going to land a record deal any day now. <laughs> it's just a guy sitting in a fucking guitar center. <laughs> like, just fucking God, I'm so fucking good. I'm going to get signed any fucking second right now. And also, of course, this is where we, we're going to meet our villain, the boss. Mm. And I don't know if they ever mentioned this in the movie, but I noticed in the credits that his character's name is Hog with a W. Yeah. Awesome. Oh. And uh by the way, he's wearing lace up assless leather chaps. <laughs> yes. This is the best movie we've ever done. <laughs> he seemed a bit overdressed for desert. Also, this is not the first time that a biker in one of the movies we've watched has been wearing assless leather chaps because Christians don't understand that that's getting fucked in the eagle. Like that's what that's for. <laughs> This looks pretty badass here. Isn't, isn't this kind of what the badass people wear? Yeah, his outfit was exactly like when fucking Boromir is about to cut the head off of the guy in the beginning of Game of Thrones. Like, I expected him to say, like, winter is coming. I know it seems hot now, but I'm wearing all this fur because winter surely is coming. So the, um, the, the, the cop that's getting beat up and his face is variably cut up and not as the scenes progress. <laughs> Um, he, they let him go. They're like, run. And he runs away. And, 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 then... and I could watch this overweight actor <laughs> jog away forever. I literally was just weeping with laughter, screaming into my Apple TV, Siri, go back 30 seconds to just watch this guy who very clearly had to be given a pep talk to jog 12 feet. His character was saying, I want to survive, but not that much. Like, I don't, <laughs> right. I don't have to run. Pace yourself. Pace yourself from the bikers. <laughs> also, was this Gary Shandling's last movie or? <laughs> no, he looks like Gary. Sh Sorry, he does. A little know. bit. A little bit. Uh, mostly because he's dead by the end of the scene. Oh, um, he, come so. On. So Boz says to his, once the guy's got a bit of a head start, Boz says to his guys, unpack the hammer. <laughs> and everybody's like, hooray, the hammer. And he pulls out this paper mache cosplay hammer. Yeah. This, this hammer is made by Nerf. Yes. They sell this hammer at Toys R Us. <laughs> and by the way, they, the actors could not be worse at miming a heavy hammer. Because at one no. point, some guy like picks it up and spins it around, and then the next guy's like, oh, I can barely lift it. And then the bear from Remember? The that plays the bad guy in this movie is like, he's swinging it over his head like it's just nothing. There's no consistency in the prop. No, no. 
<laughs> but then he hammers the cop. He rides his bike up behind the cop and hammers him in the head to death. Oh, my God. And look, not to blame the victim here, but I totally blame the victim here. Sorry. I, <laughs> if you, I, I, I feel like when the police were going to the family to say what happened to Gary Shandling, you know, I feel like they would be like, yeah, we're not going to press any charges because, like, it, it, he shouldn't have died. There's <laughs> The guy was riding here. a motorcycle with a hammer. He could have just <laughs> veered four feet to one side <laughs> and he would have been safe. Like, we're not even going to press charges. It's not... I don't How even hard think is that dodge. Yeah, like just wait for the motorcycle to get there and then jump <laughs> slightly to one side and you'd be fine. The, the cop would be like, I'm sorry, ma'am. Like we just, I don't even think the guy did anything wrong. He just had a hammer and <laughs> should have gotten out of the way. Made the species He's basically suicide, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we can only assume he wanted to die. <laughs> So then we go to the to the credits proper where we get David A.R. White driving and he's driving to the city of independence. Yes, and mm. my music note for this song <laughs> that's playing over these credits is uh, Jennifer Tilly's gonna make it as a singer, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> my music note was if you let her sing one more time, you're probably gonna be able to fuck her, so you yeah. do. <laughs> or uh, Cindy Lauper won't put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> or clearing your throat, the musical. Kevin Smith's girlfriend wants to sing a song in the movie <laughs> chasing amy winehouse so we listen to this and then we oh nice nice that took me a second um so we're listening to this terrible music and watching the same driving through the desert scenes over and over again because they only had so many right um and uh, uh, throughout this we're getting the fake lightning now this fake lightning will be pervasive throughout the movie <laughs> But what I when I first saw it, all I wrote is, "Hmm, somebody must be mutating a Kryptonian." Yes. <laughs> if, by the way, if you slow it down, you can actually see a a guy in a black unitard run onto screen, turn a cardboard <laughs> lightning the- bolt sideways toward the camera, <laughs> turn it back and then run back. Larry, off. we can see you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> So then he gets a uh, a call from his much younger, super hot wife Rachel. Mm. Uh, while he's on the road there, and she could not be less matched to David R. White. Oh, no. Like, if there's not a scene where we see that he has her family in a bunker somewhere, it makes no sense that that's his wife and not his daughter. Yeah, and I, I could have bought notes, daughter. I take it back, it could be his daughter wife. Yes. <laughs> this is a Christian movie, after all. Yeah, she's so hot that we expect to find out that she curiously only has one room there, and there's there's no way to get out of the room. <laughs> Yeah, that would have worked. That would have made it make a lot more fucking sense. And she wants him to pray with her, but he can't because it's, quote, not his thing. Yeah. Also, just quick note, the baby is playing with a blender in this scene. (laughs) The baby is on a chair. There's a shot of the baby holding a blender. And then you see, like, the baby off screen. And she's very clearly on the phone while the baby plays with a blender. And I was like, is that baby going to blend itself? (laughs) Is this the premise of a joke? Yeah. It's like, and then we have our first conflict in the film. The baby has been blended, and then that's where it goes from there. There is so much confusing already in this first part. Like, okay, so on the phone, he says he's trying, he needs to get the sales, so he gets a promotion? Like, what would, when you're a traveling salesman, what is your promotion that you get? You know, like, you say, and then stationary salesman. He's a, yeah. (laughs) And if you're a traveling salesman, wouldn't you want to go to like where people would be or <laughs> are we, are we well, just trying to travel to like the most remotest parts of the planet 
as and we're then, going uh, to learn, he sells the craziest <laughs> thing for a traveling salesman ever to sell in the history of time. So I guess you would have to travel over the entire country in order yeah, to sell right. one oh, of what man. he sells. He, he burns just thousands of dollars in gasoline to make one sale, I guess, to travel yeah. through the desert. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Oh, here's a rundown little hick redneck store. Just what I was looking for. Um, but before all this can happen, because as soon as he says that praying is not his thing, lightning strikes immediately on his car. Um, no, no real thunder that goes with that, but there's lightning. And then his car stops working and his radio starts being weird. And his wife, this, into, this is going to be gone for like five minutes, but his wife is on the phone going, Josh, what happened? Oh. Josh, Josh, what happened? And for some reason, he's not like, the car just fucked up. Hold on, honey. He just leaves the phone there so that we can hear her ask that 900 times. Wow. I really, she asks it so many times that a third of my notes for this scene are, shut the fuck up, Josh's <laughs> wife. Right? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah, and then I wanted to say, there's nothing supernatural happening. Your car is just a piece of shit. Sorry, you, that's all that happened. It broke down because you're driving yeah. a piece of shit car. <laughs> through a desert yeah. exactly and uh, but so while he's sitting on the side of the road a, tr a truck comes by and rear ends him and then two hillbillies jump out because you're mad that they hit him with their truck or whatever yeah it's oh the my god so this is in action movies this is called the proving where like bruce willis runs into the thugs on the subway and they're like hey mm -hmm. man give us your batman mug and he's like wah, wah, wah. <laughs> but everyone in this movie's fucking insane so they were like how about he's at the side of the road and then these hillbillies rear end him blame him for it and then threaten him with a knife and try right. to rob him right. yes Ah, the old rear end and then mug someone trick. It gets yeah. worse because I noticed the second time I watched this fucking torturous garbage, I Sex. noticed there's a slight brake squeal before the rear ending. So he's on the side of the road. The, mm -hmm. the, the truck must, what, pull over to hit him, but also slam on the brakes and still hit him? <laughs> like what, what is happening here in this world? Well, and if this was just the scene, the, if this was just the proving, at least you would feel like, okay, at least they did it wrong, but it made sense. But it's not because then a bunch of bikers show up and the two guys leave. Yeah, right? he's, he's, for no reason. He enters yeah. the dead zone, which is what he does before he's about to use his super duper white guy karate on people. <laughs> yeah, well, right. well which, also, Eli, you're forgetting the, the important part that happens a hundred thousand fucking times in this movie is, hey, man, look. Don't do this. You don't want trouble. Like, there's always the, he's such a badass that he has to tell the people, like, I don't want You wouldn't it. I like want, me when I don't I'm want slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> to everything. Like, if everything. his car hit into a telephone pole, first he'd stop and be like, you don't want to do this telephone pole. <laughs> Just walk away. <laughs> but, yeah, he goes into the dead zone because he's about to do karate. But then the bikers show up, and they're basically the bad guys from Mad Max. Well, the rejects, yeah. the ones that didn't make the... They uh, basically drive up and they're like, oh, what a glorious day! And they're like, oh, I guess we won't mug this guy. <laughs> and all the, all the while, the phone is going, honey, babe, babe, yes, babe, yeah. honey, hon, babe. It's like, how long of a phone not fucking working do you guys generally put up <laughs> right. with? The second of, I don't hear something for like three-tenths of a second, I'm like, fuck it, it's over. I'm done with this call. <laughs> the call me must have been dropped. The yeah. dead to me. <laughs> Oh my god. Babe, babe, hun, hun, why are you there? Are you there? God, fucking A. Just blend your kid already. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had two thoughts at this point. Um, first of all, the farmers in, in this area 
wear a good amount of face jewelry. <laughs> wear a lot of face jewelry, which was surprising. <laughs> and then I also had a question. At this point, it's not clear. The, the bikers show up and they mm-hmm. kind of like intimidate the, the farmers away. Are, are bikers and like goth farmers rival gangs in this part of California? What's happening? <laughs> Where's Who the that fuck West Side knows? Story? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and one of them is just Brett Favre, actually. The old farmer is just Brett yes. Favre. He's just kind of hanging out. I don't know what he's doing there. He's hard up for work at this point. Yeah. And then <laughs> these are real comfortable jeans. Now, after everybody drives away, and this is going to happen a number of times, he looks down at his fist, and his fist is curled up, and he has this like. Who the fuck curled my fist up look on his face? <laughs> Which he is going to have like 11 more times before this movie Do is I over. Do I know Kung Fu? Because <laughs> right. I could swear my hand was about to start doing some Kung Fu. Or you expect the X-Files music to happen. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I expected right. that a lot during this movie. It pretty much all was just X-Files ripoffs. Like the car stalling, the light, like everything. It could have been at any time. All right. What if in X-Files nothing really happened? Yeah. I kept expecting him to open his hand and there was just a piece of jade there that wasn't there before (laughs) (laughs) and that happens eight thousand times in this oh it's ridiculous so now we show up at frank's which is just some shithole gas station on the side of the road where he has gone in to try to make a sale and this is what when we learned that their decision for what this guy's job was going to be in this movie was bulletproof vest salesman yes he's a door-to-door bulletproof vest salesman oh what yeah. A fucking what? <laughs> but yes. And, yes. and the, the name of the shops, the, the, it says guns, jerky, and other right-wing bullshit that you might know. <laughs> it's just like conservative bullshit, the store. That's <laughs> like, uh, pre, yeah, preteen pregnancy or what, like teen pregnancy, fucking, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, the, the, they, they sell the warning stickers for evolution books and everything there, so. <laughs> But but of course the guy at the store is Ray Wise, evil uh, ACLU lawyer in chief. I like to think uh. of this movie as a prequel to God's Not Dead Two. <laughs> this is what caused him to lose his faith. Now here, I know huh? you guys have probably you know you're jaded. You've been ruined by this already. But this was my first experience of having an actor that I like a lot, and then seeing him in this movie and going, why? Just why? He was- <laughs> He was pretty badass as heavy number three in RoboCop, I will admit. Ray Wise is a great fucking actor. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. He's really good. Yeah, and, and in... this just broke my heart. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, he was in Training Day. He was phenomenal in that. Uh, he was in Inside Man with Antonio Banderas. He was incredible in that. Um, he was in Glory. That was one well, of the first Twin films Peaks, he did. Right? Um, I'm pretending it's Denzel Washington. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Me and Heath are looking at each other like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? But he's not, he's not black. I don't get it. <laughs> nor, do, nor do I. But at any rate, this so is where we edit those there. things out, Thomas. <laughs> It's all nice and fluid in no the, uh, one will ever the final product. So, so, and he might want to buy a, a, a bulletproof vest or two. He's not so sure, but he has three <laughs> questions before he'll buy from David A.R. White. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all three of them are, can I just buy this on Amazon? What the fuck are you doing selling this door to door? Generally, when people need bulletproof vests, they come to you. That's just one of, you have one of those type of things. You yeah. Know? You're like, I need a bulletproof vest, but ah, I'm just going to wait till someone just brings me one. I don't know. I'm a door-to-door tire vulcanizer. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? 
Doesn't make any goddamn sense at all. Yeah, the people who are buying bulletproof vests are pursuing that product, not the yeah. other way around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but his three questions are, are you a family man? Which is apparently a very tough question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, 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 God, oh, shit. Well, uh, I want to say, I want to say who? I want to say, <laughs> anyway, yeah, but he, he, he eventually gets around to, yes, I have a family. Yeah. Do you believe in God? Again, tough question. Yeah. Right, which I want to throw that out there. As a former salesman, if anyone had ever oh. asked me that, I would have been like, sure do. Oh, you yep. bet. Thank you. I was going to say, because he starts this, Ray Wise starts this with, look, you're an excellent salesman. Like, we know. And it's like, no, he's a terrible he's fucking salesman. He just so like far. vaguely yeah. described the product. Like, oh, it's a, uh, and it stops bullets. <laughs> Your friend shoots you when you're out hunting. He's a fucking salesman. This is salesman's bread and butter. If a guy asks you, are you a, a family man? <laughs> the salesman is baffled. Oh, I, I don't know. What is this? <laughs> no, didn't no, expect that to come up. The, yeah. This, the, normally the salesman is like, I'm a family man. Now I have a family. I want to protect my, you know, like they'd have all that bullshit yeah. figured out. This is right up salesman alley. He's playing right into the salesman bullshit and, and fucking David A.R. White, the worst salesman of all time is like, oh, a, a family? Define that. What's a, how do you, uh, I guess. I Am I a DVD copy of Family Man starring Nicolas Cage? <laughs> uh, maybe? I don't know. I'm, 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 God? I define see. God. I, I suppose I, 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 maybe there's a God. I, don't, Which I just God? don't know. <laughs> and then question number three. What would you put your trust in to save your family? This vest or God? Says the character who will be shot several times later. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I just wrote, please tell me he sells breast pocket Kevlar Bibles. Oh, that'd be awesome. Ray Wise would definitely buy those <laughs> and then shoot himself trying to get on the news for a miracle. Yeah. Now, yeah. does he do the same thing with, like, door-to-door vacuum cleaner salesman? Or, like, now, what <laughs> would you trust <laughs> to clean your house? This vacuum or God? Oh. I'll well, take must... my question. I'll take my answer off the air. He, he must because when the when he leaves he goes he's like you think about it i'm gonna to go take, take a, a piss. shit yeah and then the granddaughter comes in she's like well you must have got his three questions so that must be his standard question yeah. yep what would you what would you rather the, the the these girl scout cookies or god what would you trust to save your life this flood insurance policy or god <laughs> <laughs> also his granddaughter walks in and she grabs his ass right that's the first thing she does <laughs> yep she walks in she's like hi i'm 13 squookers <laughs> and she just all she communicates in this scene is that she desperately wants the david r D. <laughs> well, and the other thing is, you've got to consider he didn't exactly write this movie, but he, you know, it was David A. R. White's idea that okay, so we're gonna have a hot little thirteen-year-old girl come in and she'll grab my ass. Yeah. that'll be great, and then I, she could we can take that a couple of times, get it from a couple of angles. I wanted to be the same age as my teenage wife. That'd yeah. be perfect. <laughs> right. He's like Kubrick; they did hundreds of takes, hundreds of takes. Yeah. <laughs> And she's clearly like 20, right? I don't get – this actress is confusing me. It's really weird. I, I was really hoping for Eli to do a lot of jokes about her appearance so I could make sense of it. <laughs> she was cute. Yeah. yeah. I mean generally <laughs> generally it's the it's the non-cute ones oh, that, he, that, he, okay. that he spends okay. his time on. She looks um, like a Bratz doll after she gets whoever molested her arrested. <laughs> Oh, nobody fucks those kids from the Bratz dolls? You Google Bratz dolls. Tell me those kids haven't been abused. Oh, there it is. I knew it. 
And of course, meanwhile, the Mad Max rejects are putting their weapons together outside. Yeah, and, and by the way, they're, they're like, they all have their guns, they're loading them up and whatever, they're making the clicking noises to look, but guns don't make, like, clicking noises just because you turn them in the uh. air, and that's what's happening. They're just, like, pointing them, they move their hand. There's a lot of maintenance going on. Like, they're doing the Forrest Gump, disassembling the entire thing, and then putting yeah, exactly. it back together. You're a Apparently. goddamn genius. Yeah, yeah, so it's a robbery, so for the second time in the last eight minutes, someone's gonna try to rob David A.R. White. Um, so they, they barge in, like three guys barge in with guns to rob the store, you know, fill this with guns and money. Well, they're gearing up like it's the end of the first Matrix movie. Like yeah. they're, yes. they're gonna go rob a little old man in his store and they're, they're, the whole team is just armed to the fucking teeth and then they send three guys. Like, yeah. why don't they just all go in there? Yes. What does it matter? <laughs> Right, while the rest of them, the other 26 of them, yeah. hide around the bend, apparently. Right. yeah. The, and then the guy, they're about to rob him, and the guy radios back to Boz, and he says, so what do we do with these witnesses? And he's like, you kill them. And then there's a thunderclap. And then David A.R. White. slow motion time, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah Fish eye lens David A.R. White David R. White enters the dead zone. And, and I have to say, I was so happy when the fight choreography started. This is the only way I can describe the fight choreography in this movie. If you gave me and Thomas 12 shots of Jaeger and then ran up to us and were like, quick, you got to choreograph a fight scene. This is what we would come up with. Because I don't know anything about fighting, but I feel like I know as much as the people who choreographed the fights for this movie. I don't think that thigh slap was quite as as <laughs> devastating as they made it out to be. Yeah. As long as you do it in slow motion, then it's, it definitely was really, really, really an effective attack. Like, if I do just the, like, my hand touches your shoulder, but in slow motion, you can be like, oh, my shoulder. You know, okay. that's how it works. Now, Thomas, you're going to, I'm going to kick. And you're gonna kick at the and I'll same. Just fall Can I fall down yet? I'll, no, I'll when fall do I down get... from my kick. Do you know, I just want to fall down. Can we do this one on the ground? Let's, Let's just you kick me. Ground fighting. Let's do it. I'll suck your dick. <laughs> yeah. Cut. I we'll would... fix it in post. Cut, I said just... I'll suck your dick again. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would. I would definitely rather watch that. And then so so yeah so he he fights the one guy and then he gets the gun and then he shoots the other guys. But but he doesn't like shoot him badass Jason Bourne style bam bam or whatever. He has to hide behind the bulletproof shotgun proof shelves for a little while. <laughs> yeah. There's a pack of peanuts that is apparently better bulletproofing than the the vest <laughs> he was just trying to sign, uh, sell him because it it does not even it's pristine. The the pack yes. of peanuts is just it just sits there. You can see the detail on it. It's like perfect. Now, this is what came up for me in this scene, and it's going to come up a lot in this movie. Is this movie a pro-Second Amendment movie or a con-Second Amendment movie? Because at first, everyone in this movie has guns, so you think it's pro, but they are all totally useless except for the bad guys. <laughs> all the good guys operate guns like they're not sure whether or not they're edible. I I, I have so many notes on the gun handling oh, in this movie. God. Like There are points where Ed Wood would have come in and said, guys, it's a gun. You wouldn't, you wouldn't pick your teeth with it. <laughs> yeah, Fuck and off. every, I can't believe that uh, we haven't brought this up yet, but the gun shots are all in post. So there's no, there's, every single gun is just like the guy is holding a motionless gun and then the sound effect is <laughs> boom. 
but like the worst fucking sound effects with a little bit of flash on it like that they drawn added. in and post yeah, exactly yeah. so it's so fake and all the only effect you get is like there'll be a couple you know like uh just random bits of dust and shit that flies around it's it's the funniest thing. I I really if there's any reason to watch this movie, it's for the gun effects. It's hilarious. Crazy billionaire money. I remake this movie, but I replace all the gun noises with me just going pew yow. <laughs> oh, there's another one. Pew pew yow. I'm just saying, blame, blame. that's not going to take much money, bro. We don't have to wait for the billionaire money on that one. So my favorite part is he's killed two guys, right? And all that's left is clamps from Futurama. I don't know if you know that uh, <laughs> reference. But this guy, we've established in the... Pre- <laughs> we've established in the previous scene that this bad guy is... He's so amused by everything. He decided, like, here's... I know what evil is. It's just laughing at everything. <laughs> Should I clamp him? I'm gonna clamp him, Buff. And then... So his friends are dead. Like, they just died, and he's still laughing. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna get you. It's the... Like... What kind of bad guy is that? Does that exist? Like, how does... Is that ever existed? That's what Christian actors call making a choice. <laughs> He talks like the get him a body bag guy from Karate Kid yes, at all times. And then, okay, so then, back, meanwhile, back with the gang of 27 people that's just kind of hanging back while these three do the robbery, Boz realizes something's wrong, so he sends three yeah. reinforcements, precisely three. <laughs> Right. And this is okay. Of all the bad gunning in this movie, the black guy oh, who comes God, in here so with the machine gun oh, is, is the so worst good. gunning of I all. And- so fucking hard when I saw <laughs> just he has an Uzi or something, yeah, and he just holds it, and apparently it shoots popcorn kernels because it's just like <laughs> <laughs> the sound effect is just like, and he's just kind of waving it around like a like sort of like a gay guy just pointing at thing, like just waving his limp wristed Uzi around, and it just goes. And there's like a couple little bits of trash that fly around, and yeah, oh, there's it somebody is... behind the shelves throwing confetti in the air. <laughs> he so waves the gun around like a gay guy getting in a fight at a dinner party, just like, "Oh y'all, motherfuckers, yeah. think you're better than me?" Except it's an Uzi. <laughs> and he doesn't look at what he's shooting at either. He's no, just not like, at all. "Oh, I got this." <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, this character is wearing a a jock strap and a cop on his chin. What the fuck is going on? I I had no idea what's like. He looks like a poor kid tried to dress up as Bane for Halloween with just household items. There you uh, go, Deshaun. You look just like him. No more, my toe. You're gonna look just like him. And come to think of it, that's a good I- description of the gun effects too. It's exactly that. It's some kid yeah. just like, oh, here's my here's my Uzi, guys. Room. Yeah, exactly. So, and then David A. R. White dead zones all of those guys to death too. And no, I think they just hide, right? And then they run away. No, he kills definitely. He kills the black guy for sure because mm. I, I wrote in my notes he dies like a slow motion pirate. Yeah, <laughs> but, then, but, but Clamps gets away just yeah. long enough to like tell um, David or uh, Brian Bosworth what a badass David A.R. White was. I don't know why uh, Boz doesn't send like okay, let's send one more guy. Let's just send, <laughs> and then can this time go in backwards and don't look and just walk in backwards. <laughs> like you have a whole fucking army. It would just go. 
Whatever. We should point out at this point that uh, Ronda Rousey's slightly manlier younger sister <laughs> really wants to go in and fight at this point. Yes. <laughs> but Brian Bosworth is like, no, you're too important. And she's like, are you sure? I could show him my strong, strong jaw and manly <laughs> forearms. And he's like, no. And so she tries to go in anyway, and he just kicks her over. <laughs> yeah. like, the weirdest moment. He's just like, Meh. and she's like, ah. I'm stuck now. And of course, if, if, if you follow uh, David A.R. White's career as closely as we do, you'll recognize her as his real wife, uh, Andrea Logan White, I believe is her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but, and, yeah, and at some point, I, this had to have come up, right? Where they're like, "Hey, you're, I, you're my real," or you know, the wife is like, "Hey, I'm your real wife. Why don't I play the wife?" You know, because I'm, I'm your wife. No, you're not hot <laughs> enough. I mean, uh, you need to be a biker. Ch- you're I, too important. For yeah, that. you're. <laughs> Already <laughs> That's 21. what happened. He just shoved her over, and then she's like, okay, I'll play the biker chick. <laughs> so then we cut to the evil biker gang in the desert vowing revenge against David A.R. White. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is where you really start to get just how bad the writing is. I had to write this one down. The the, the bad guy who got shot, the clamps, he goes, there's just this fella. We didn't pay him no mind. <clears throat> and to which Brian Bosworth said, you did good. Yeah. I'm going to send you home. Lay him to rest then, with his clamps. And then smothers him with his hand. Yeah. yeah. He just like puts his hand over his face and is like, you're dead now. Tag, you're it. And apparently they're all going to pay. Yeah. yeah. I wanted Boz to ask some questions about what happened here. Like, uh, yeah, what happened after I told you to kill them all? And they'd just be like, uh, we, we waited five seconds in slow-mo and then he, uh, Jason born again us. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Just, just don't wait next time. Just shoot people right away. We, look, what have we always talked about? I gotta be a stickler about this. Just, just shoot him right away. Get Jason born right away. Don't wait. Just like let <laughs> hand him the gun right away. Well, or would- but boss, but boss, when you said no witnesses, it was so funny that we just had to laugh. We're not, we had to giggle. We're not gonna to not laugh at that and then wait five seconds and say you heard him <laughs> i'm sorry but how they missed the title jason born again is entirely beyond me. oh wow that's good so then we've got to go back to the store where the cops are like you know not buying his dr jekyll super soldier story quite and the pretend teenager could not be more cheerfully reenacting the triple <laughs> homicide she just witnessed <laughs> She's like, and then he was like, wah, 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 and she was like, oh my gosh, and he was like, yeah. bah, bah, bah. she's like, and then there was so much blood, it was awesome, and then like their guts were flying out, and they all died. Oh man, you should hundred bad it. guys with swords. <laughs> Story courtesy of three girls at Jamba Juice at the mall. All right, <laughs> and then he was like, kapu kapu. <laughs> And, of course, it's worth noting, too, that the Ray Wise character here has not been on screen for eight seconds without saying God, miracle, or fucking Jesus at any point, and that will never happen. So right now he's got to tell David A.R. Wade, it's a miracle. Bless you, son. Yeah. Well, he's – he's uh, I don't know if you got this, but he's religious is the thing. Yes. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> he's right with Jesus. He's right. talking to the cops, and he's like – um all right, can I go? And they're like, no, man, you killed three people. You got to, like, fill out some paperwork. And he's like, nah. And they're like, no, we're kind of 
We're super serial about the whole when you kill three people thing. <laughs> yeah. Hang out well, and for they, a they don't even bit. say what. They're, they don't say like, oh, you need to come in or you need to, you know, whatever. They're just like, nah, just hang out. For just gotta hang out. We like to have <laughs> extra is, murderers yeah, yeah. in town. You know? <laughs> if you're going to kill three people, the least you can do is spend some money in our fucking piece of shit town. Yeah, come on. Right, just right. See a movie. Do, like, they don't, we there's just nothing lost no reason. all that GDP right there no. from these guys. But he's so. like, nah, I think I'm going to take off. All right. Well, if you, if you need to get in touch with me about killing the three people i'm gonna write down my twitter handle you guys should <laughs> at the real david A-O-A. give me a follow give me a follow it's like when you've set two friends up to try and fuck each other at a party and one of them wants to leave early you're like nah come on we got have you tried the queso yeah man I <laughs> try it again and talk to her are you guys I on know. facebook are both of you on facebook <laughs> have three more drinks and then look at her and then we get heavy metal three again so we can head back to the biker camp oh wait are um, we but now we're done with eric Roberts, right? We didn't even mention him. Oh, and um, right. I don't no, think we no, have. We Eric haven't, we haven't, gotten we haven't men- no. mentioned. Oh, I thought that's what you were talking about. I'm sorry, my fault. No, no, no. That first he meets with the cop who looks like Spanky from the uh, <laughs> Little Rascals. Grew up and decided to be a rapey sheriff. Yeah. And later on, we're going to find out that Eric Roberts needed money for meth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to forget the time he got to fuck Angelina Jolie and then didn't get to fuck Angelina Jolie anymore. <laughs> Which, by the way, I support. If I got to fuck Angelina Jolie and then they were like, you don't get to do that anymore, I'd be like, meth, please. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, the point of this next scene, though, is just that we need to know that Brian Bosworth is, first of all, apparently he ate some bad jerky or something because he seems to be having an off day but also we need to know that lady biker wants to do it herself and and take the revenge all by her but he won't let her yeah she he says oh what so you can fix your screw up and it's like what screw up she just tried to go yeah she wasn't even there yeah what did she do i don't understand (laughs) it's it's so confused they can't even keep track of their own shitty plot which by the way has like three things in it Right, right. right. It's a fairly simple yeah. plot. To yeah. hold Basically, on to. their conversation is: I really feel like I'm not being appreciated. I have the speaking stick, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until you can do a low, gravelly voice like this, you're not going to be able to be in this film, okay? <laughs> also, by the way, they're at the biker lair, and he has a face washing fountain outside, <laughs> yeah. out front. It's like biker oh. compound. I wanted the boss to have like a rack of moisturizers next to it. And he's just like, I'm going to exfoliate. What? We drive around in the dust all the time. I wanted to point out that the hygiene habits are ve- – there's a wide range in this biker gang. Because we get one guy in who already was killed who had the fakest fucking uh, revenant teeth going, like these broken old western teeth. Oh, they were Bubba teeth. Yeah. 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 He was they just were wearing just like plastic Bubba teeth. Three layers of teeth like a shark. It's yes. crazy. And then we have the Boz who has the perfectly groomed, like, touch of gray, just beautiful hair. I was pretty attracted to him, to be honest. He was – that's a fine-looking man. Yeah, he looked like Mickey Rourke's abusive dad. <laughs> the girl's got the straightest, whitest, cleanest teeth with a – like, her face is all nice and made up and more – like, where? how does this all happen at one biker lair? You know, like, the range of hygiene. She brushes after here. every meth. She brushes after every meth. It's yeah, important. it must be. <laughs> So then we get to um, then we get to Eric Roberts. Then we get to him hanging out at the um, at the police station while they're telling him all about all the paperwork they got to <laughs> fill out of, after he murdered all and the I wrote bikers. My notes, this movie's just like a runaway train if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
By the way, uh, Eric Roberts looks like a halfway eaten puppy chew toy at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a, a 1920s catcher's mitt. Really well broken in. <laughs> Did not hold up as well as he the boss. He looks like no. Woody from Toy Story didn't age well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of like Ray Wise got his head put in a vice. <laughs> a little bit like that, too. Yeah. But sort of sideways. It was sort of like angled in there diagonally. Yeah. So now the cop is mildly suspicious that the dude seems completely nonplussed over murdering a bunch of people. But he can't talk about his past, David A.R. White, because the, the folks who own the born rights would probably sue him. Hey, man, what did you used to do? Were you a soldier or a G-man or a spy? And he's like, we, one of them. <laughs> it's, it's mysterious. <laughs> it said that in the synopsis. The guy comes up and says, we checked his records. It's blank, you know, before five years ago. Yeah, it's like, right. what is what the fuck does that mean? And he, he says it like, oh, this is pretty cool. Check this out. Not, yeah, hey, what the fuck is going on here? Why are your records <laughs> blank? What are you, an alien? What is this? <laughs> I hope he turns out to be an alien. And then we get what I thought was, God, it, this, this was, it had to be intentionally comical. We get the lady biker peeking around the corner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> notices the two bikers yeah. just sneaking around. Right. I, I mean, <laughs> is that, like Boris and Natasha sneaking around. Yeah. Is that? Two people in shiny black leather and spike yeah. helmets behind that small and column. No, 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 it's not the exactly. thing where the one guy looks up and bumps the other person's head, and then he bumps the third person's head. Yeah, right. like, <laughs> <laughs> I expect them to be like on each other's shoulders with a long trench coat or something <laughs> like that. Oh, so what's going on over here, fellas? But yeah, but so then David A. R. White goes to drive away. But first, we have to have a flashback to all the shit we just saw in this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and just like that, Eric Roberts, who, why is he in this movie? Does anyone have I any know. idea? He's already gone. He's done. So I was, in my mind, because Eric Roberts was acting like the creepiest fucking guy I've ever seen, I thought like, ooh, maybe he's going to turn out to be a bad guy. Maybe he's in with the gang. Or maybe he has some weird sex thing and he really wants David A.R. White to come stay with him in his bed tonight. One of the other, one or the other, but then just nothing. He's just like, all right, see ya. And then he's out of the movie. He's, he's gone. There's so no. I think this might explain a lot of it. I I have a sneaking suspicion that this movie was originally shot as a film that turned out to be like four and a half hours long, and they decided to make a trilogy of it because I think he's going to play a much bigger part in the next movie, oh or at least the preview God. suggests it. The people who made the fucking Hobbit trilogy are like, "Come on, move this thing along. This yeah. is not. <laughs> this is not three movies. Walk faster. Walk faster. Yeah, this is this is half a movie tops. Like, it's this is not three movies. Sorry. Yeah, no. Shit. Okay, because I thought Eric Roberts was like, "I will be in your movie on one condition." My character better be ambiguously ambiguously gay and totally creepy, and I just want to be in one completely pointless scene, and then I'm done. That's it. That's it. Those are my conditions. <laughs> That's what I'm giving you. You got it. Hey, what was it like? It was great to fuck Angelina Jolie, okay? It was great to fuck Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Read the t-shirt. <laughs> so then uh, uh, Ray Wise calls him and sees if he wants to come have some grilled burgers, um, you know. because This was he, the most confusing thing in the world because he looks at his phone and it says Rachel his wife mm -hmm. am i crazy and so okay so so what happened here is his wife called <laughs> and then he didn't answer and then the phone rang again and he answered it thinking it was going to be his wife calling right back and it turned out to be Ray Wise. Oh, I I didn't hear that he didn't. Okay, I didn't grab that because he's using a fucking flip phone from the late '90s, so I couldn't really <laughs> right. tell 
But then, okay, what I want to know, because they do this fucking thing that they do so often in shitty movies where he just answers and starts talking and telling his life story for an hour. Like, hey, babe, I just, I got a past and there's so much stuff I haven't told you. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, Ray Wise is like, Hello. Oh, this is not whoever that is. Like, right. what, I want to know, <laughs> Eli. For a while. If, yeah, like Eli, if you if you call, just call me and start in just talking like you're like you're you know David A. R. White. Um. Hey, I just miss. No, you, this, is Thomas, this, is Thomas, this is Thomas. This is Thomas. This is Thomas. This is Thomas. Whatever you're saying. No, 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 no. This is Thomas. I'm this is not no, 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 prank call. No, stop. I'm hanging up. I'm hanging up. This is Thomas. No, no, it's not your wife. Stop. Stop saying that. I don't want to hear this. That thing. Fun fact: do. That's a lot of what me and Thomas's phone conversations. Are actually <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Thomas. Don't tell me. Don't tell me about that thing you did. No, don't. Don't tell me, please. And then we, uh, after the awkward phone call where he thinks that dude's his wife, uh, he goes to have burgers with him, be- so that there can be more characters in this movie that want to fuck David A.R. White because apparently David Weiss or Ray Weiss's wife wants to fuck him too. And she <laughs> looks terrible. Grandma looks like a poorly made clay pigeon. <laughs> she looks like Mr. Rogers' first attempt at drag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grandma looks like Kirstie Alley yeah, the she kind of does. <laughs> I have no follow-up. You don't have to have say no anything. She, she looks just, like yeah. Kirstie Alley, the actress. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, we get this just, oh, my God, you could spread this dialogue on a fucking cracker, this whole, you're a hero. Oh, I'm not a hero. I'm too humble to be a hero. You're our hero. It's unfucking believable the amount of cheese that they managed to squeeze into this one goddamn scene. Oh, and then are we to the point where she's clearing plates? Can we? Yes. Okay. Uh So the the granddaughter clears some ceramic plates and like a plastic looking glass. And then she goes in the house and in the distance, we hear like the sound of a light bulb shattering somehow. Like (laughs) the glass noise that they use, the glass sound effect is like, it's like this (laughs) high pitched thing. What? If you drop a fucking ceramic plate, it's going to be like, it's not uh, so stupid. That was the that was the most unrealistic part of this movie in my mind. <laughs> really the same guy who the did plot. the sound effects for the fighting did, threw that one in for free. They were like, "Also, there's a crashing noise," and he was like, "Don't worry, I got it." <laughs> wow, that was great. Thanks. I was in Police Academy. <laughs> well, while they're eating. Boris and Natasha are hunting wabbits in the wilderness right outside of this guy's house watching with binoculars. With... Yes! And what? what? What are they finding out with I, binoculars right now? <laughs> they call the boss. Tell him, uh, tell him they're making burgers. Yeah. Apparently, and, uh, and the grill's a pretty well nice done. model. It's got a bun warmer and a sauce rack. Yes. <laughs> I don't fucking get it. Um, so then, yeah, and then we have to have some more cheesy dialogue while Ray Weiss tells him that, you know, he's been there and the soldiers, they don't care and you come back and the only thing they don't train for you for is coming home and I watch my buddies die face down in the muck. Like literally, <laughs> literally. he's like, yeah. literally, literally that joke says that, that we do, that joke that we do that is a reference to the Big Lebowski, he says, the blood, the bullets, the bodies lying face down in the mud. I want yes. him to turn to and Grandma and be says, like, you're out of your element. It's, it's a league game, Smokey. It's a league game. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. The 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 the, the mo- writing in this movie is like the lorem ipsum of stilted writing. And so, but eventually, this whole like American flag, bald eagle, 
crying in the background speech ends with, you need Jesus because you have PTSD. Right. The cure for PTSD is Jesus. And I wrote in my notes, there we go. There's the poisonous message I've been waiting for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the acting was so good. I know you're making fun of it, but he's really good. He's, I almost converted. Like, I <laughs> well, and not to mention that the juxtaposition of that Ray Wise, who, in my opinion, I've, you know, say what you want. I think he's a great fucking actor. He's giving this speech, like this really heartfelt speech about fucking, I don't know, Vietnam or some serious shit. And then we get David R. White and his fucking frosted tips and his dumbass, like, <laughs> m marshmallow face. He's a rapier version of Ben Roethlisberger, though, by the way. <laughs> he, so we get him. So, like, the contrast of, 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 uh, the good actor saying, like, I know how you feel. I know how you feel. It's, uh, you're face down in the mud, you're fucking fight. He's doing this great, brilliant monologue. And then we see this fucking marshmallow face. It's like, no, that guy doesn't know. Yeah, that. he looks like, like he no was a veteran of the Battle of the Bands. <laughs> well, he, he gets outacted by a door later in this fucking film. It's ridiculous. So then we get the waving goodbye amidst suspenseful string music thing, because apparently the bikers are coming eventually not anytime soon but we're getting <laughs> suspenseful music in advance of that i guess and a thunder strike and oh yes yeah, always always and, and, and by the way why is everyone terrified by weather in this movie they act like dogs <laughs> when thunder ha like every time thunder strikes apocalypse no just false alarm just rather <laughs> regular they're running well, and they do a really awful cut where Ray Wise is giving this like really good suspicious look to the light and he's like, Oh, what the, what's happening? And then it just smash cut to Ben Roethlisberger's driving away and he's like, bye, bye now. Like <laughs> yeah. just immediately goes from like this concerned look and then he's like, okay, see ya. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, that's because he needs to check into a hotel owned by Dinesh D'Souza. <laughs> 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 yeah, Dinesh's Hotel's the only one in town. And then, of course, there's earthquake lightning again once he gets there because God's having a, a tantrum. Right. And he's like, is that normal? Does the ground ever shake slightly in California? Is that, is that weird? <laughs> Has this ever happened? In the desert it's a areas? a weird day. No, no. And the guy's like, you want to talk about Hillary Clinton? No, man, for the third time, I don't want to talk about Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Let me buy this paper from you. <laughs> And then, of course, meanwhile, back at Evil Biker Camp, they're having a good punch like bikers are wont to do. Right. <laughs> yeah, Biker Fight Club. Yeah. I wrote, Punchy McPuncherson punches the best. Yeah. yeah. It's literally, it says, Biff, bam, <laughs> And <laughs> the, uh, the bo Boris and Natasha find the camp because everywhere is on fire from the lightning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, yes. where's camp again? Oh, it's the one that's surrounded by lightning fire. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're at fight camp. They're using my favorite style of fighting, which is, okay, okay, you're winning now. So then you punch, 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 punch. Okay. Now I'll stop punching. Okay. Now you get to win. And then punch, punch, punch. It's like, wow, it's a really close fight. It could go either way. One minute, one guy is doing a bunch of punching and then the other guy just stops. Right. These no, people took the advanced stage combat class that the people in Loving the Badman took the basic stage I combat see. class. I yeah. see. No, this was with Carl Weathers. It was for real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got so apparently girl. Dexter's sister is mad that some hoary chick was hanging all over the boss when she walked up. Um, so now she wants to challenge because like the one guy wins the fight and, and she's like, nobody can take me out. And she's like, I'll fuck you up. And, and, you know, reminds everybody just how hot she's not. Right. I but, wrote in my notes. Oh, I hate it when couples fight at a party. <laughs> 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 and then she reveals here that they're related. I don't even she fucking know. She says I'm know. your flesh and blood. Yeah. Yeah. And I, he I, says I, you're a mistake. 
Yeah, right. They they have a we have a past conversation. So I guess she's supposed to be his daughter. daughter? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Who the fuck And then the knows. head of this murderous biker gang gets everyone's attention by going, "Listen." Yeah. <laughs> he might as well gather have banged around, on the guys. <laughs> gather round. <laughs> he might as well have done right, that stop, clap thing. Stop the fighting. Yeah, right. We're gonna make rain. We're gonna make rain. Everybody, start with snaps. Everyone, grab the, the corner off. of this parachute. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It, well, that was what's so fucking hilarious. Throughout this entire movie, the biker gang. They're all like, you know, there's no swearing in this movie or anything. They're not even mildly swearing in this movie. So the biker gang is like, well, gosh, fellas, you know, it's, yeah, it worked out quite well. So, uh, so yeah, James Vanderbike wins the little, uh, tournament they had yeah. going. He yes. beats up the bad guy from Batman v Superman. That was the finals, I guess. So he's the punching winner and he gets to go murder Ray Wise. He gets picked. I, I, I guess that I had was him the- down as. Evil universe Tony Robbins. Although that's hard. So good universe Tony Robbins? I don't know. Yeah, right, he looks right. like Tony Robbins. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the hotel, there's more apocalypsing on the news. And we get the most bizarre, like, just shit in the news. Like, every time there's a radio playing or a TV playing, and it'll just be somebody going like, Iran is shooting missiles at America, and America's shooting missiles at Russia. Must shit's really hitting the fan, y'all. <laughs> right. And David R. White's in the room, and while he's listening to this, he also hears a, a woman being beaten next door. Yeah. Uh, and someone curls his fist for him while he's listening <laughs> he's, to it. He's like Dr. Strangelove, but just with the fist, apparently. <laughs> Makes it really hard on his wife. You know, he starts out fingering her, and all of a sudden, oh, my God! <laughs> so, um, but yeah, yeah. So, it, But it's not his business. Only a Christian would get involved in something like that. So he just sits down and lets <laughs> the guy beat up his wife next well, door he I goes guess. and he's like hey do you need help and again this is where he gets out acted by a door she's like go yeah. away well, so, well the guy has left the husband <laughs> yeah, drives right. away and then he's like mm, okay i'm gonna go talk to her yeah <laughs> right and she tells him to fuck off yeah right. right and she's uh she's a little bit uh bruised up or something yeah because yeah. the yeah the abusive husband must have run a small piece of sandpaper across the side of her lips several <laughs> times it looks very rough and abrasive <laughs> well, yeah fuck? yeah the makeup on this was even bad so yeah yeah and then of course we've got to cut back to Ray Wise for a second who is apparently standing at his door thanking God and and the daughter's like can you just close your door and thank God can he not hear you <laughs> no because the then door? he won't yeah he can't hear me if I don't the God is it's this is a iron door that's the thing he can't get through iron <laughs> thing. <laughs> It's, it's lead. It's like like Superman's lead. His is iron. I have to admit, I was very ashamed of how invested I was in the movie at this point. When the bikers, I was like, oh, Ray Wise, I hope you're okay. And then I had a meta moment where I was like, I should kill myself. <laughs> yeah. At this point, the bikers are sneaking around, right? Or like at some point in this, they're, they're sneaking around and they've got their helmets on still. Like yes. what I love about this dangerous <laughs> biker gang is they're all about safety. Like they don't want to, they don't want, you could trip on a rock out there and bump Walking your noggin. Too. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to do that. So they have their like weird spiked helmets that they just wear at all times. Like they're all times. Yes. Yeah, they're wearing like they're elbow pads. <laughs> when they're sneaking around and trying to not yeah, yeah. draw attention. They've got like, like catchers, some catcher's gear on, like just, just in case you might fall. Also, yeah. 
Heath, you have a note here that was so amazing that I went back and watched this scene to verify that it's true. Can you explain what Ray Wise is nodding along to in his Bible? I went back and this is 100% true. That's exactly right. He, he picks up the Bible. He opens up the cover. Yes. And he's yeah. nodding along to very clearly the publishing information on the inside. You can see Bible. it. It's like he's copyright like, hmm, 2009. 1980 edition. Nice. Well, the Reagan. thing is, that's as far as he ever got. He's like, I'm already, yeah, I believe this. Yeah, I don't need, right. I don't need to read the details. <laughs> also, Ray Wise could not be doing more stereotypical things. He's cleaning his gun and reading his Bible. I wanted him to yeah. start slowly folding an American flag that was over All the right. chest of the bald eagle. <laughs> yeah, watching the O'Reilly factor. Yeah, right. <laughs> So meanwhile, back at the hotel, the, the the cross in the hotel is staring him down um, so that he'll go help the abused hooker next door. Yeah, the, the Hindu guy who owns the hotel and puts <laughs> yes. an elephant in the lobby, puts a cross in every room. <laughs> yes. Really? He actually has a Ganesha statue in the fucking office, which we see so that we'll know later that he's not a good Christian. But yeah, he puts crosses in every fucking room. And then the junkie chick that didn't want his help shows up and does want his help. Well, she's like. Hey man, I remembered. I'm a hooker. You wanna, you wanna fuck me? And I wrote in my notes, please fuck this hooker, David R. White. Yeah. Please, please fuck this hooker. And Save I your movie. Save your second, movie. I thought he was going because he goes, I can't just hand you the money. You gotta earn it. And I was like, yes. awesome. I'm back nice. on board. That was subtle. That was subtle. Just watch David R. White be like, say your name's Ray. Say your name's Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. I'm Ray. But, uh, I'm Ray. <laughs> but instead, they have a deep conversation. And, uh, crack whore Jennifer Lawrence has a lot of well-developed opinions about human nature. Yes. As it turns out. Yes. This fucking, you're the same as me speech that the Hamlet monkeys would have been embarrassed by. Yeah. <laughs> we get this for notes. fucking 10 minutes. What if a minister read suburbia, watched Jack Reacher, and took peyote? The movie. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. And, and, and like, he's doing this, like, he's giving her the whole, like, oh, I've done terrible things, but I've changed. And she's like, there's no force on earth except maybe Jesus that can change you <laughs> from what you are on the inside. And then just then, the boyfriend shows up. Now, keep in mind, the boyfriend is in a car. So right. neither of them heard a car pull up right next to them. He's standing <laughs> in a parking lot. Yeah, How Richie unlikely. Richie is standing there, and Richie looks like a waiter at TJF. I was expecting him to be like, hey, guys, you ready to hear the specials? <laughs> he started two inches out of screen and just, like, said, like, hey, what's going on? Like, immediately. Yeah, right. Like you said, there's no car, door, the sound. Because the door to the hotel room is open. There's, there's He's standing outside. He's, yeah. Like, he's... He's so standing stupid. in the in the doorway. Yeah, exactly. So and, apparently, um, he he looks like Richard Jenny auditioning for The Sopranos. By the way. That's <laughs> how I have him. Yeah, he just comes up, hey brother, and just immediately. <laughs> but so he wants to know what the fuck this guy is doing with his wife, and then he tries to rob him, which is the third time today that somebody has tried to rob and, this and guy. Noah, you can. I don't. You, I don't want any trouble. You don't, don't do this. I don't want trouble. Well, you can see, though, why this guy sells bulletproof vests. In his world, you need these constantly. <laughs> also, they literally have – so he goes dead zone, right, because the guy attacks yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. They literally have a slap fight. They, I mean, yeah. It's literally like <laughs> – Well, we forgot to say that we've established this guy's a professional fighter. 
Oh yes, yeah. She is, Richie the wife is. said he's a professional fighter. He's gonna kick your ass. And uh based on his physique, I I know a little something about UFC. He's not a professional fighter. Sorry, <laughs> I don't think he is. He does a lot but, of curls, but that's about it. But he does have a box cutter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like literally, <laughs> he pulls out a box cutter. <laughs> and by the way, this isn't the only scene that did this. This movie now has three fights between adult men that include open-handed slapping. Yeah. <laughs> three. This is the third of three. This so is far. how I imagine whenever. I, like there's a mean guy on the subway bothering people. This is how I imagine I would win. Like that's what this movie is. It's like me being like, I bet I know karate. I saw it man twice. <laughs> Beat him up with a fly swatter. Gets embarrassed. Are you kidding? And I'm also, listening to Evanescence on my phone. I'd just be so pumped up from the Evanescence that like I'd be unstoppable. <laughs> and then so okay, so like whiny woman bitching in the background has been a big theme of this movie so far, uh. but it reaches its peak in this scene. <laughs> oh my god so he 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 knocks the box cutter with an especially hard slap out of <laughs> richie's hand he's like i have a, i have the exact slap technique for that box cutter here let me do yeah. this one and puts puts him in a chokehold which looks like a third grader's drawing of a chokehold <laughs> he's like i put both my elbows on your chin and then i tickle your earlobes yeah and then in, well, uh. in slow motion she's like <laughs> Stupid, killing him. I laughed so hard, I almost peed. It was it. It was in the Sly Stallone voice because they slowed it down. Stop it! You're killing him. No, I genuinely thought I was going to pee myself during this scene. I had to stop the movie and leave the room. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I thought about when I saw when I heard that. I I paused the movie. I'm cracking up. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to play that clip. And then it occurred to me that if you don't know that it's this, if you haven't heard this young woman talking up until then, it's just yeah, it's just Sly Stallone saying, "Stop it, you're killing him." So, and oh, so she hits him with a lamp, and I so wanted her to grab um, his nuts and go biblical there. Sorry, just it wasn't actually the lamp. It was an ornamental Asian vase that this shitty little motel had on the nightstand. <laughs> oh, I see. False. And and then and then a little girl shows up and she's like, "Mommy, Daddy, what's going on?" Where did and she he, come from? It's, it's the, <laughs> the magic soundless car. Apparently, she was I don't know. She's outside. Outside. Yeah. Yeah, she's Which, coming in from well, but outside. The angle made it look like she came from like a back room, or it was really confusing. Well, she was turning a trick. I, she is... just got finished. <laughs> oh, I, I feel like the director was like, "Just stand outside the camera and just come." That's how we do entrances in this movie. Like, you just if also, you're not on camera and then you become on camera, that's an entrance. It doesn't really matter what the, where the, the little girl is. Such a stupid. I mean, the, none of the plot makes sense, but it's such a stupid move plot wise because he's abusive to his girlfriend. It's a classic like bad guy thing. But then the girl comes in and she's like, why are you hurting my daddy? And we're supposed to be like, oh, David R. White, you hurt her daddy. And it's like, no, remember, he was just beating up your mommy. Like, which of these characters am I supposed to be rooting? It's not like David R. White just went next door and started to beat the shit out of some family. (laughs) Bring it on, motherfucker. I don't understand it because they try to make it look like the fighter and the the girl, the prostitute, are like the good people or something because they're like – I don't even know. She hasn't eaten in two days. And I'm like, wait a minute. You have a fully gassed up car. You're staying in a hotel room and she hasn't eaten in two days? Are you fucking nuts? Just buy her some food. Just give her food. That solves that. Done. At the end of the night at Fridays, get it for – he can get extra chicken, whatever they (laughs) do. 
Well, and then, yeah, so, but then he decides to give them some money because they haven't eaten and they have a kid. Um, and she's like, I don't want to take your charity. And he's just, it's not charity. It's for teaching me that I haven't changed. I'm still a ninja badass whether I like it or not. There's <laughs> 50 bucks yeah. for trying to strangle you to death and for that lesson I learned. Call it even? Perfect. All right. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, you were right about that philosophical discussion we had earlier. I think you quoted Yates. It was very <laughs> apt. No force can change a person. Probably true. Probably true. Good talk. And the thing we – so what we've established here is that David A.R. White has a past. He has a he has a dark, badass past that he's been running from. I just have to say his, his fucking Saved by the Bell haircut belies <laughs> a dark past that no one with a fucking frosted tip – Zach from Saved by the Bell haircut has a dangerous dark past. It just doesn't fucking exist. If I were to pick a thousand people at random from planet Earth, he would be the a thousand and first that I would say, okay, I guess he might have a past. Any other person might have a past. It's so funny. Look at his fucking stupid marshmallow face, and he's supposed to be this badass. Yeah. So, and then we cut to this vending machine face-off between him and the boss. So he shows up at the vending machine, and he doesn't have quite enough change because he just gave all his money to the to the hooker lady. And then the boss shows up out of nowhere, completely dressed like a biker, helmet and everything, and going, here's a quarter for you. And they have this, like, <laughs> right. later on, we're going to have to kill each other conversation. Right, and he's just could not care less that he's talking to Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> if he worked for Cruella de Vil. <laughs> I was like, oh man, you got an extra quarter? Thanks, I appreciate it. <laughs> Why are you wearing a bear skin? That seems oh, odd. Oh man, I wanted so bad for somebody to throw red paint on Bosworth head of and just run on Murderer! <laughs> and, and just again, just so that you understand how cheesy the dialogue is, what Brian Bosworth is saying is like, there are no heroes in the world anymore. He asks him if he's a warrior. He says, are you a warrior? And David R. White isn't like, that's the craziest thing anyone's ever asked anyone. He's just like, yeah, yeah I'm kind of a warrior. Have you noticed my frosted yeah. tips? <laughs> I'm also in a Smash Mouth cover band. <laughs> they just lifted this part from Gangs of New York, right? He's just like, I killed the last honorable man. And then, you know, I'm not familiar with that movie. It's just I, that. They just I, I'm, use I'm that. Just, I'm, I'm honestly offended to the point of almost uh, a season up here over comparing the dialogue <laughs> yeah. in this goddamn movie. It's not that to we gangs haven't of seen Gangs of New York. York. It's that you compared <laughs> the two films. No, this definitely could have been in that movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm hey, those, saying uh, they lifted this, the, his whole deal. Bob well, the concept, deal. yes. Conceptually, yes, exactly. Yeah. But the dialogue was yeah. etched into a chalkboard That's, with fingernails. <laughs> Cool, man. Those chainmail lower sleeves are nice. You do a lot of sword combat? <laughs> oh, mostly hammers, mostly hammers, but some swords. Some swords. We're kind of banking on a post-apocalyptic, you know, biker world. What do you People think about that? People laugh at me for wearing all this fur, but it's chilly tonight, isn't it? It's chilly, right? <laughs> and meanwhile, you've got Brian Bosworth, who looks like he could just bite your head off from a distance, and he's talking to the fucking illegitimate love child of Jimmy Olsen and Jay Leno. Oh. And as fucking David A.R. White walks away, he goes, finally, somebody worth fighting. <laughs> yeah, that guy's fucking stupid face. That's worth fighting. <laughs> David A.R. White looks like he got a case of gigantism, but just in his brown nose and chin. And then it, it didn't make it past that. David A.R. White was actually the reason scientists started looking into whether or not we interbred with Neanderthals. They're like, you know what? We might have actually. Hold on. Let's get this guy into the lab. 
He looks like a cartoon penguin after a bad divorce, just like hitting on a 19-year-old at a college bar. Got my own place. I mean, the whole basement's mine. My parents live upstairs. More like they live with me than I live with them. This haircut's this hairstyle's still cool, right? It was it was cool back when I when I before I got married. Is it cool? It's cool now, right? It's still cool, isn't it? I once met Chris Hardwick at a rehab center. <laughs> So, yes, David A.R. White and Brian Bosworth are going to fight, not in this movie, but eventually. And if that's not enough to give you the attention, I, you know, I don't have anything for you. So we're going to leave you on that ominous gem. But before we do, let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. Will Arian J. Leto make it home to his family? Will croissant-headed Owen Wilson meet anyone that doesn't want to fuck him? Will redneck Gerard Depardieu ever find out who keeps clenching his fist? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the movie's just kind of over conclusion of... Revelation Road, the beginning of the end. Okay, Brotherhood of the Biker Gang, I call this meeting to order. Yeah. All right, first up, I'd like to welcome Brother Firegram to the gang. Wonderful, yeah. He'll be leading our raiding party to the town of Oakley next week. And from what I've seen, this is a man who knows how to rape and murder with the best of them. Indeed. Yeah, I'll tell you what, guys. I can fuck some shit up. What? Oh, wait. Watch your language, man. I mean, come on. F-bombs? Really? Yeah. I'm just swearing. Wait, wait. Wait, I'm sorry. Do you guys... Do you guys not swear? Uh, swearing shows a lack of respect for the people around you. Very much so. In in order to get into this gang, I had to kill and eat a guy. Right, yeah. What's your point? Well, it just just seems kind of stupid to do that and then not... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, that's attacking language, okay? I mean, try rephrasing from your feelings and try not to hurt mine. Here's the speaking stick. I'm I'm sorry, this this giant hammer is the, the speaking stick? Yes, it is. Safe space! <laughs> <laughs> And we're back for more spontaneous karate and whatnot, and we're going to start things off in the middle of a goddamn Norman Rockwell painting with Ray Wise at its head, so it's just so that we can be reminded that he's a family man who families with his family. Right, and they might as well just sit there holding each other. They're literally dancing back and forth, the two parents, and they might as uh-huh. well just sing the Nobody is Ever Gonna Murder Us song. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna live forever. <laughs> Nobody's gonna shoot us. Forever, okay. <laughs> right. But, but then all of a sudden, they notice something for somehow. Like, I just want, I just want Dan Aykroyd to pop out. Listen, do you smell that? Yeah, right. It's atheists. <laughs> no, you guys, it's the same fucking glass shattering sound effect from when she oh, dropped the glass. That's, that's, how, yeah. Was Go that back a light bulb? And listen, that's how we know <laughs> the motorcycle gang is outside because they brought some fucking, what, some, Glasses or maybe a wine glass or something, and they sp- oh oh sorry, yeah. juggling we were getting ready to there. raid your house. Yeah, yeah. So Raywise hears something and is prepared to stand his ground. Now again, the gun handling in this movie. He walks to the front door. Apparently, there's a loaded shotgun just leaning against the fucking uh, closet right there. Uh, loaded safety off, so he just picks up his shotgun <laughs> and walks out the door. Shotgun first. I'm like, yeah, this is not. 
This is not advisable. This is like fucking Joe Pesci with the owl and my cousin Vinny or <laughs> yeah. something. They don't get mail anymore. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> FedEx has a fucking a big red X on that house. Right. Um, Grandma looks like the witches in Hocus Pocus before they get their youth back. <laughs> <laughs> what can Brown do for you? I feel like you didn't you? make Standard my graph. point uh, enough because see, I can't get over it. The motorcycle gang is coming. And they make a breaking glass noise outside. To, where does that come from? Where do you get that? They have a what? glass fence around their house. <laughs> well, they set up little Christmas ornaments by the windows. They saw that in the movie. Right. Like Home Alone. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, and then they start shooting the house, the the bikers do, <laughs> just from every direction. And then Grandpa has to turn to Grandma and the granddaughter and say, get down. And they're like, that is a great idea. We did not think of that but, because we're women. But first, he... But for, before he tells them to get down, he says, go stand together in the middle of the room where it's safe, right over there, which is what they do first. And then he's like, oh, yeah, you know what? Uh, down. Yeah, <laughs> That's going to be better. And then he slides grandma a pistol because ladies can gun too. And then grandma just like immediately, she's Jason Bourne too. She shoots some dude out the window, hits him three times in the head. And then Ray Wise is disturbingly turned on by yeah, this. It's a really weird moment when yeah. she shoots the, with the bad guy. He, the reaction for Ray Wise, it, they're, it's, they're in the middle of a gunfight. It's crazy. He just, he stops, smiles at her and says like, yeah. It's <laughs> like his kid just scored a point in, in basketball <laughs> yeah. or something. He's like, oh, good job. Good on you. You know, yeah. <laughs> you just killed a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you go, sport? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone's getting ice cream after this gun battle. <laughs> <laughs> but meanwhile, David A.R. White is solemnly eating a hi-ho back at his um at his hotel so that we can have more <laughs> earlier in this movie flashbacks. And his uh this is where he's having his wife life flashing before him. So like this is when I met my wife and this oh. is when I fucked her and then we got oh, married. This is the greatest. Yeah. I wanted so badly for there to be a flash in her being like, You want me to do it to you? She's just got, she's just painting on a mustache. Happy anniversary! <laughs> <laughs> but instead, in every scene that in his entire memory of her, she's wearing her hair the same, her makeup is done the same. She's in the same clothes, you know. It's like I and do. they managed to fuck them all up. Like they're all there's something wrong with every single flashback. When when she okay, so there's the flashback of the proposal, right? She's wearing the ring already, and she yeah, says, exactly. "Yes, I, I think I'll do it." Like what? Right? What is that? Like, hey, honey, uh, put on this ring real quick, and then then after that, I'm going to ask you something. Okay, <laughs> kneel down here. Yeah. Or was she like, okay, I might say yes, but can I just can I try it on first? I want to yeah, see. Sure, let me I see how happy sure. it is, and then <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. yes, no, oh, I okay. Will. You know what? You know what? Yes. Okay, I'll marry My you. Invisible? Yeah, okay. Perfect. Okay, yes. And then there's a scene where she's pregnant, but she's having the baby in like a sack that's under her vagina. <laughs> like in her, the baby is so low that it's like, I don't know, like the magic trick in, uh, the, uh, uh what the fuck's that movie? Uh, the What's prestige, the, where... the prestige with the, the prestige, big, with the yeah. big, uh, She's like globe. The, yeah. Right. Yeah. The guy in the prestige <laughs> who's keeping those giant, like, uh, gla- what is it? Gold jars of globes, water. Yeah. What? yeah fish bowls. Yeah. Chung Ling Su. Sorry. Sorry. Nobody cares about magic. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 
This is where we also get a shot of David R. White taking his shirt off to, like, have a brood about his memories <laughs> moment. And they have to shoot him like a pregnant actress. He's like Lily in season six of How I Met Your Mother. Because he does not have a good body. There's, like, a fucking faraway National Geographic lens of his stomach. And you're like, ooh, David. Baby, give up white potatoes, white sugar, and white flour. <laughs> well, and then, of course, at this point, it occurs to him to call his wife. Now, he has not called his wife since the big murderings earlier or whatever. It's been a whole goddamn day, and he's like, you know what? I should probably tell her about the meat killing those people and everything. Well, in his ma- in his mind, he already had a 10-minute conversation with her, except it was with Ray Wise. <laughs> yeah, that's the right. thing. So in his mind, he's like, yeah, I talked to her for at least a half an hour. Oh, oh well, that turned out to be another count. guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So meanwhile, back at the shootout at the ranch, granddaughter is calling the cops, and then they throw in some tear gas because you know how you like to you like to use the tear gas late in the gunfight. Right. <laughs> also, also, yeah, we've. Also, are we sure this isn't Obama coming for their guns? Like, we, we know bikers. <laughs> also, by the way, apparently part of the biker siege tactics is. Somebody fires an automatic weapon into the air every so often, just so it sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, right, guess, right. You know, whoever loses that punch fight has to be the soundtrack, bitch. I have so many notes about the gun, the gun play and the gun. Okay, so first off, they're just loading guns. They're just shooting guns into this house for like an hour. Just imagine what that would look like. Well, let's, should we go in? Nah, let's just keep shooting at the house <laughs> for like a half hour. And they shouldn't have built the house out of crumbly blue cheese because that's what. <laughs> Oh, because again, because there's no actual gun, anything. It's just the sound of a gun and then a, and a Photoshop flash. <laughs> yes. So what they do is they just throw bits of crumbly blue cheese. And by the way, <laughs> safety glass. I don't know if you noticed that. All the glass bits are like the little beads that, you know, like would be in a windshield mm-hmm. if your windshield shatters. But I'm pretty sure that like good, like windows, high quality housing wouldn't, that wouldn't be how it would break. I don't think. <laughs> Yeah, they made it completely out of sugar glass. Um, but and also, okay, so once the tear gas is in, grandma and granddaughter try to sneak out the back window, you know, because now apparently the house has become unsafe. And in this scene, this I had to rewind this just to make sure. So grandma walks out first. She has a gun in her left hand. Then the granddaughter starts to come out. She reaches back in with her gun hand to help the girl out. She, like, brings the gun across the little girl's body and then pulls her out of the window with the gun hand, hands, fingers still on the trigger. Here, here, bite down on the barrel and I'll pull you out. (laughs) What? Um, but that's, but it's too late because Xena the warrior princess's Down syndrome daughter is there and she's gonna stop him. But this character has given us every indication she doesn't want to be in this biker gang. So completely unsurprisingly, she's like, <laughs> go. The the girl can go. Oh, and also you can – everyone can go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can – I'm going to go too. We'll all go. Let's go. I'm a good guy. I made like four good guy faces already in this movie. <laughs> so Remember? And then, of course, we got to cut back to David R. A. R. White, who is now confessing his Jason Bourne-ness on the phone there. Right. It was easy. I'm good at it. And gosh darn it, people like that. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart Smalley, action hero. Um, Again, I just wanted the wife to be like, uh, no, there's no way this is true. Like, have you seen yourself? Like, you don't, you don't have this past, this checkered past. I'm sorry. You broke your finger playing the piano. 
He's like, killing people is the only thing I've ever been good at. I'm like, it's sure not producing movies. So, yeah. like, can you put my husband back on the phone? This is not <laughs> the, the aging the, boy the band fucking... reject. Can you can you maybe find him? Yeah, this is not the chubby Ben Roethlisberger face that I know. Yeah, I'm looking for the guy who looks like a marshmallow peep that went through puberty. Do you have him <laughs> on that side of the phone? I'm looking for the guy. If you if you've ever seen Princess Bride with Fezzik's face but with Wesley's body <laughs> and hair. So yeah, yeah. So and then of course, um uh meanwhile Dexter's sister was trying to like tell everybody that um <laughs> that they could go, but all the bad biker gang thought, you know, hey, maybe we check the back door so it's too late and they find grandma. A uh, granddaughter got away, though. Yeah, granddaughter got away. They surround grandma and grandpa with flares. Yes, they have they- road flares. <laughs> and they're like, ooh, we got you now. And it's like, well, it's you in have- case they need to redirect traffic around <laughs> yes. them like, when they get there. <laughs> I expected somebody to land, you know? Again, like- they are big on safety. They're like, no, we just redirect the traffic. Okay, can you, there's a car coming. Can you tell it to slow down and then get the other one to go first? And then that one can come. Yes, I guess. <laughs> and wear your helmet the whole time. I will put that helmet on, mister. <laughs> also, by the way, there's a porch light back where they are. They could shut down the road flares. You could, yeah, don't everybody need- could see everybody. Well, I think it's just because they're really creepy. We never get yeah. to use the flares yeah. though. Yeah. So <laughs> I've had these flares for like 10 years. I've never gotten to use it for anything. Right. That's when Brian Bosworth shows up to kill them with a giant hammer. Yes. He brings out his cosplayer. Do you know where I got this hammer? <laughs> yeah. He says, you see this? I got it at Halloween Adventure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the key is to go after Halloween. The prices are fantastic. He's like, you know many? You know how many tickets I had to win in that fucking arcade game to get this thing? <laughs> I was there for, for a month so and a half. I moles. slept in the arcade. I will use this to kill you now. You know those big hammer bell games, the carnival? Well, I won this by ringing the bell. Oh, yeah. And I could have yeah. got a really big stuffed animal, but I didn't. <laughs> I got something. By manly. the way, Webster's Dictionary defines vengeance as... <laughs> well, he goes... I call this vengeance. And I go, no, you don't. Earlier you called it the hammer. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I have since come up with a better name for it. Excuse you guys. From now on, I'm going to say unleash the vengeance instead of the hammer. It'll be awesome. So, yeah, he gives him this like I made this hammer to vanquish. That's what literally what he said. I made this to vanquish my enemies. I call it vengeance. That is literally the goddamn line. Is he a blacksmith too? Was there? Yes, I guess. In fucking <laughs> fight camp. Yeah, we're gonna find that. He's a traveling uh, hammer salesman. We're gonna see a prequel about his years at the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> yeah, if that were a real hammer, you know how many different disciplines went into make. Like, there's all kinds of shit all over it. It's obviously all plastic, but like, if it were real, how would he have made that? He would. That took a lot of time. He had to take a lot of time off of gangstering in general. They're like, where's where's the boss? Oh, he's been working on that fucking hammer for a year. Yeah. Went to Japan. Boss, we haven't done any home. robbing. It's been like 85 months. I'm spackling, goddammit. Do you understand that when you put a handle into hot metal, it's going to crack the wood unless you make sure that there's varnish? So, so, brother. And of course, as they're standing around getting ready to hammer them to death amidst the road flares, Ray Wise is asking God to forgive them. Yeah. 
And while he's asking, also, he gets sort of countered, like, Boz turns into Peter Bogosian for a second, wants to know about whether or not good faith is a good way to know true things. <laughs> he starts to walk him through Jesus and the Easter Bunny. And he's like, just hammer me. Just fucking hit me. I don't want to. I wanted to just hit me with the fucking hammer at a certain point. And, of course, at the same time, we're cutting back to Owen Wilson. I mean, David A.R. White. Um <laughs> talking to his wife about how like you know god can't love me because i'm a super karate ninja and jesus doesn't love super karate ninjas yes he does honey, honey. is this a movie you just watched what are you telling me there's no way honey you are the most pathetic no offense i mean i married you but you're the you can't even swing a golf club properly like you can't do anything there's no way this is you so and then the greatest thing that could possibly happens happens. Everybody gets raptured just before the <laughs> boss can hammer them to death. The fucking rapture happens. Uh, I just wrote, uh. fuck this. I just got reminded this is a three-part rapture movie. God damn it. <laughs> right. But what happens is there's just a, a bright-ish light yeah, for, for like what feels like 48 minutes. So – the boss, like, he could have just kept hammering him. Like, he could have like, okay, stare at that light yeah. in a second. Yeah, I'm going to look up at that light in about a minute. Let me just hammer these guys real quick, <laughs> and then I will look at the light. But no, there's a vague light, so they have to just stare up at it like idiots for an hour. Just, yeah. just like, uh, let's look at Should it. Should we hammer him now? Right. Or and everyone, home? everyone runs out of Dinesh D'Souza's hotel to look at the lights, so there's people all gathered outside the hotel. Well, and I'm sorry, but it must be busy season at the priest fuck motel here there's like 900 every damn door like somebody comes out and it goes what's that big old light in the sky and two teenagers go it's jesus we're gonna get raptured just for clarity we are (laughs) oh my god that that pathetic teenager kid is so that dude has never gotten late that's why he gets raptured because he's like it must be him who who jesus Jesus. (laughs) he's like all excited it's jesus oh no question Darn he's it, like I'm a, still looking forward to Jesus. <laughs> and he's like when Chuck E. Cheese comes over to your table when you're nine. <laughs> he's going to get too excited and throw up. <laughs> and by the way, whatever happened to the thief in the night shit? I yeah, mean, apparently thief in the night means military grade flashlight. I, I guess. <laughs> and at that point, just yell out, I accept Jesus. Just do it right now and you're all yep. good. Well, and not only that, but Jesus gives you a second chance because all the like kind of good people that haven't accepted Jesus in the movie, we see them and then we hear this deep voice going like, accept me, Elizabeth. Hey, girl, it's me, Jesus. (laughs) Why don't you and me sit down by the fire? (laughs) There's a guy who says when the light happens, he goes, is that the northern lights? And then he gets raptured. Like, is that all it takes, too? Like, you just some shitty guess about what the lights are, and then you're uh, good? That gentleman is Bill, yes. and he has a black wife, and he gets raptured, and his black wife does not. No. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. And that's phenomenal. Now, I, just wanted to throw it. I wrote in my notes, what did you do, black wife? What did you do? Yeah. Well, well, I think God saw him and was like, I'm just going to spare him from all the fucking nagging that's going to happen right now. Let's just rapture him out. He's not very good, but, you know, he thought I was the Northern Lights, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. But I'm just going to I'm just going to rapture him anyway, because, God, the nagging that's happening. So and then but now before anybody can get raptured, they have to turn into the Pulp Fiction briefcase momentarily. Right. 
Right. Everyone turns into lens flare. Yeah. Think of all the angels J.J. Abrams has created. Right. And we learn that you can't just grab the good people like Nightcrawler either and get to no. heaven. So no. Apparently not. Learned they you electrified. Get... So. Yes. That's that yeah. Works. God thought of that. Jesus thought yeah. of that little loophole. He's like, now I got to put a stop to that. Yeah. They're just going to hang on if we don't do something. And then everyone turns into a power pellet. Yep. Right. All the good people turn into power pellets. And we get the, this is what's called in the business, the firmament's eye view <laughs> of all the souls escaping the earth together from space. Right. But because the earth is round, they're all going different directions. Right. Why yeah. would they? Would, <laughs> so I mean, is it Mormon uh, heaven where they all get a different planet yeah, or oh, whatever? Or is that Scientology? <laughs> no, here's how it works. To get from earth to heaven, you want to head toward the camera. So. <laughs> That's, that's what you want to do. You want to head anywhere away from Earth, well, and, and apparently. I mean, my first thought is, okay, well, yeah, okay, I guess heaven isn't in a particular direction, but then I'm like, but then why would the power pellets need to go anywhere? Wouldn't they just disappear? Yeah, where are they going? So, yeah, they all go in every possible direction. Also, I find it very odd that there was an even distribution of souls over the oceans as well. <laughs> There's some Christian yeah. fish out there, man. That's why they use the symbol. I just want to flash forward like an hour to where the the you know Ray Wise and his wife are like, "Did you? Could you ask for directions? Where the fuck is heaven? Which way are we going? They're just out in space. I know where I'm see, going. I do you see any I'm other going. lights, honey? Honey, do you see any other lights around here? Honey, do you see? Do you see? I don't see any other what, lights. I've got a shortcut. I've got a shortcut. <laughs> Honey, how could there be a shortcut in space? <laughs> Gravity assist. Turn around. <laughs> Stop and go ask those Jewish people. <laughs> There's a gas be. giant here. Let's stop at this gas giant. Let's just ask for directions. I'm sure it'll be fine. We're oh, probably close. Fine. I got it. I got it. We're good. So, and then, and then we get the post rapture freak out. Okay. So we've seen this in a number of movies before, but. In most of those movies, everybody didn't see the person glow and then turn into a power pellet and rise up into the sky. And yet, despite all of that, like, Black Wife is going, Bill, Bill, where are you? It's like, <laughs> what? You didn't, I mean, we, do you think if you yell loud enough, he's going to glow back yeah. down? You know, he's like, oh, shit, honey, I'm so sorry. I was about to go to heaven and escape yeah, all the evil. whatever happened, surely yelling Bill 400 times is going to undo well, it. That's for clearly. sure. Like, you just... <laughs> And my favorite thing about this stupid premise, when you really see the rapture at work, is like right the second I'm standing next to Eli – well, he would never get raptured. Never mind. The second <laughs> I'm standing next to someone who's not a horrible person like Eli who get, starts glowing, I'd be like, I accept Jesus. Easy. Exactly. Easy. <laughs> easy. I see – I like right when you see it happening, it's like, oh, that's all I needed. It's not right. some spiritual journey. I just needed to see – that that's real, and then I, we're good. I accept Jesus when a light bulb goes off in my house. Like, if it pops, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, what happened? Nothing, a light bulb went on. Just, I just, just, just want to make sure. Just covering your bases. <laughs> Quick, grab Madge. Oh, no, that, that doesn't work. And it's not just the black wife, by the way. It's also the boss who just watched these two old people turn into power pellets right in front of him, is like, find them, figure out where they went. And everybody's like, up. Up, you dumbass! We were all uh, watching. We don't. We, you're still blacksmithing our space shuttle. Unfortunately, <laughs> you haven't. That one you haven't quite finished. So we can't really go up into fucking space and find them. Yes. <laughs> uh, and this is when 
So the rapture has just happened. People turned into balls of light and floated into the heavens. Mm -hmm. But Dinesh D'Souza is still very insistent that everyone pay their (laughs) hotel bill. At rifle point, yes. Everybody tries to drive away because they're afraid. And so he pulls out. Do you not take credit cards? I was going to say, yeah, didn't you get a card on file for them or what? How, if they trashed the room, what would you do? Like, (laughs) threaten them with a hunting rifle. Yeah, yeah, I guess. The apocalypse is over. The sniper rifle, too, didn't seem like the right gun for the job. Yeah. Right. Like, stop looking through the scope also. You're five feet away from everyone. He's lining them up with his sniper rifle. Uh, So now we cut to the granddaughter running away from the bikers. Mm -hmm. uh, And it's really fantastic because now I understand what Kirk Cameron meant by run like you just got your legs because that's exactly (laughs) what this girl is doing. (laughs) They're going sideways. One's going one way, the other, the other. Yeah, it's not... It's well, not because she's a old. She's a twenty-year-old trying to play a teenager. She's like, do they know how to run at that <laughs> age? I can't remember. And then she comes across a random stranger who looks like, kind of looks like Charlie oh. Day, only oh. dumb. Yeah, like really, oh, really, yes. like a really dumb Charlie Day. Kind of like Steve Carell isn't hurting anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just- He's just sitting there making a hobo fire in a field, waiting for high school girls to wander by. <laughs> Hanging out. She looks like uh, the dollar store version of Burt Reynolds. It's like, I get it, but it's not Burt Reynolds. Like it's My not. fucking note for this is this guy is not Jesus. No. I don't give a shit if there are 100,000 real Jesuses on earth right now. Walking. <laughs> he is, not, he is not Jesus. There's no fucking way. No, but apparently in this movie he is, or he's an angel, or something. Because when she runs by, she's like, excuse me, stranger, help me. And he's like, yeah, just stand right here. They won't be able to see it. It's like an invisibility cloak thing, but with Jesus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I looked this guy up, and I might actually convert after this. That guy is 60 years old. Wow. I'm not no shitting. Shit. I thought he was like in his 30s. Yeah. No it's, it's incredible. You should see <laughs> That's it. That's true. Um, so yeah, but apparently they can't see him. This isn't the granddaughter they're looking for because Jesus is standing there with a fucking thing. Oh, do you, you have that in your nose too? Sexy thing. <laughs> this is the girl you're looking for. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she's like, uh, oh wow, that was pretty cool. So are you, are you, the, are you the guy? Like, G- F- Fidelio? <laughs> AIDS party? No? Are we not? Okay. Could- yeah, because you look way too dumb looking to be Jesus, but are you Jesus? I mean, I don't – your ears are like – your ears are the size of your whole head. Like your ear looks like the same size. You're, you're kind of like the Disney logo. You're kind of like – Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you're not you're not him, are you? Like you're just some weird thing he sent, right? You can't actually be Jesus. And, and she's justifiably pissed. She's like, well, why didn't you rapture me, asshole? I'm a kid. I haven't done anything wrong. <laughs> And he's, and he's like, you're a very important part of God's plan. Yeah, yeah. He, it's it's butt stuff, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right. God has a plan for everyone. Question for you. Have you ever felt really full? I mean, really, truly full. <laughs> it's going to come up later. I just want to know. Wanna, yeah, just curious. And then he Bruce Banners the fuck out of there and disappears. Uh, um, and there was- Also, sorry, real quick. He Before he does that, he's he's a very, very close talker. He gets right up in her <laughs> yeah, he's face. He's right up in there. Yeah. He leans in f- for a kiss, it seems like. He gets denied, and then he runs away awkwardly, which is the Keith Enright story. <laughs> <laughs> also an Eli Bosnick story, actually. That's how we met. <laughs> well, he hasn't spent a whole lot of time around people in a while, so they, he doesn't really remember how they work. Uh, he's like, do they like the, Do they like this? Do they like going right up in their ear? <laughs> <laughs> 
Over-vaccinated Jesus. And also, by the way, so she says to him, she's like, hey, over-vaccinated Jesus, you know, why didn't you rapture me? And he's like, did you ever ask? Like, fuck you! Did you is that like, like, no, no, I never specifically asked not to live in fucking demon world and get raped by thorny dicks for nine months until your fucking uh, uh, star thing shows up with its key to unlock the fucking horse locusts. I assumed you knew! What is this, the fucking, don't, please don't eat the daisies of the rapture? Well, now you know what happens when you assume. (laughs) (laughs) So she drops to her knees and prays. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we cut to David R. White, who is not super... He's pretty nonplussed by the rapture uh-huh. that he just witnessed, <laughs> but he takes off his shirt and we see that on his lower back, he has whip scars. He's, he's right? Toby. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just a really bad tramp stamp. I no, don't know. He, he has like, tried to have it that removed. Was his yeah. past. He's like, I got a pass. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a pass. I have the tattoo removed. Just says, yeah. says Zack attack. It's my old bend. I thought Hanson was going to last forever. <laughs> I wanted him so bad to have PTS flashbacks to Hanson concerts. Just him at the front row pushing 11-year-old girls out of his way. The only thing that explains his 90s surfer dude haircut that he still yeah. thinks is a good idea. So, yeah, and of course we see the hotel owner guy camping outside with his, you know, to enforce his pay me or I'll murder you policy. And 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 we got David A.R. White who is ninja badass as family's just been raptured and everything else and he's just sitting there going hmm how am i gonna get past fat dinesh d'souza with a fucking sniper rifle i can't imagine and apparently that's enough suspense to end the movie (laughs) yeah right it says to be continued and i thought what like what are we continuing? (laughs) yeah right right (laughs) what is this is it's like if you saw just like a, a fridge, and then someone said to be continued. No, that's yeah. just a, it should just be. There's no nothing here to continue. This is not. What are you talking about? It should just say to be started in the yeah, next movie. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, all these. We're gonna make a movie. Is, all these this. things will be put together in a movie someday. Like there will be a movie in here, like trust in us. like three months actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. You know when the entire trilogy was released in the same year. You're dealing with high quality production. So, uh, so anybody want to make any predictions for part two? What to expect in the uh, upcoming series? Well, I saw there was a moment that I don't know if you guys noticed, and maybe I am totally off base, and I'm sure you'll tell me. But do you remember when the boss saw the dead guy in the truck, and he he was touching his, like, what would that be? Like, I don't know, part of his lower chest or whatever, a little, a yeah, little bit, and yeah. I thought, does he have a crucifix on? Is that, are we going to find out? That he was wearing a crucifix the whole time and has like this complicated story with faith or something. I don't know. That was just a thought. It could be, could be nothing. Yeah. It's probably nothing mm. given the, given the uh, writing style of this film. But yeah, no, no that's that, a- that'd be a good way to utilize Boz's uh, acting chops in the next yeah, one. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> a good call. He's not buying this um, Jesus shit. My guess is that Willem Dafoe in a wig, otherwise known as David R. White's wife, um, <laughs> she's going to turn out to be a good guy. Oh, good call. That would be a yeah, be an interesting twist. Twist. <laughs> okay, well, obviously masterpieces like this can't be reduced to five-point rating scales or thumb positions. So rather than asking you to try to capture all its awesomeness with mere words, I'm simply going to wrap by asking you this. When the apocalypse comes, 
What signature melee weapon will you forge, and what will you name it? Uh, okay, well, first of all, don't be naive. The end times are here. Right, so, um, already forged it, and uh, it's an enormous gavel because, you know, my – my biker gang theme is going to be all about courtrooms and justice and stuff. <laughs> and I have all these cool catchphrases like, jury's out, motherfucker, and then I kill you with the gavel. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I call it Judgment Day. Oh, nice, a whole nice. Bunch of I thought cool banter stuff. I was thinking Judy, but yeah, yeah, you get more banter possibilities with, with Judgment Day. Uh, so I have giant nunchucks that I'm going to form out of platinum. Oh, nice. Uh, that, that no man can lift except for me, and I'm going to call them Pardon Me. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, uh, I, because I, I'm a nerd and I've played Diablo, I, there's a weapon called a crowbill. I'm gonna make one of those, and then when I kill people, I'm gonna be like, I got a fever, and the only prescription <laughs> is more crowbill. And then we'll both, we'll both have a good laugh, and then I'll kill him. And it'll be funny every time. No, yeah, no, that'll uh, be a winner. I get it, I get it from SNL, right? <laughs> Splat! All right, well, Thomas, congratulations. You reached the finish line. But before we let you go, I have to know, are you going to be watching part two? Do you need to know now? Because we are. Oh, yeah, no, I'll be here next week, right? Yeah, same time? Okay. <laughs> yeah, go out for week, a long right, pass. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I uh, n- I don't know that I'll be watching anymore. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's hard to say. I might. It's, I can't decide. It's impossible. Worst case scenario, we'll fill you in in the next couple episodes. Um, so if our listeners wanted to hear a little more for, from you, where should they go? Oh, go to just search uh, Atheistically Speaking or Thomas in the Bible, anything like that, Comedy Shoe Shine. I got all kinds of podcasts. <laughs> I got a million. You, you name it, I have it. All right. No, just those three. Well, I was going to say, we'll have the first three of your million linked on the show notes for the episode anyway. Thanks again for being part of the festivities today, bro. Oh, thank you guys so much. It was an honor. I fucking love this show. It is my favorite thing to listen to. So thank you so much for letting me come on. You bet, man. You bet. And while that does it for our review of Revelation Road, the beginning of the end, that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to say more words. So, Eli, for the sake of formalities and whatnot, tell us what's on deck. Revelation Road 2, Lake of Glass and Fire. It's actually kind of a cool <laughs> subtitle there, Lake of yeah. Glass. I like that. I like that. That's I awesome. can't wait to be disappointed. <laughs> I, I mean, the preview is 90% shit that happened in this first movie. Yes, yeah. um, including... A face slap. There's a face slap <laughs> in the trailer. Open-handed slap in the trailer. Awesome. Yeah. I cannot wait. Yeah, also, um, he's going to dress like a Jedi in the next one. I oh. shit you not. Like half Jedi, <laughs> half Jawa. Yeah, apparently they set this second movie, according, at least according to the cover of the DVD that I had to buy in order to get this movie, because it's oh, only fuck. on iTunes, it's not on Netflix. According to the cover, they set this movie in the dream sequence of Batman and Batman vs. <laughs> Superman. <laughs> the, the hamster World War One scene, yeah. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Well, with that, we'll bring episode 34 to a merciful close. Huge thanks to Thomas for suffering alongside us. If you want to check him out, you're in luck. You can find him on Atheistically Speaking, Thomas in the Bible, and Comedy Shoeshine, all of which we'll have linked on the show notes for this episode. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors who help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoy the show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes 
iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. All the music used in this episode was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars and was used with permission. If you like what you hear, hear more by following links on the show notes to this episode. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. Different than the Breakfast Club song. Eric Roberts fired his agent and went to the tannery for some oil. (laughs) The granddaughter got fucked so hard. So hard? So hard. Ray Wise never asked for directions and ended up in Muslim heaven by accident. I may have to, like, you know, pee three or four times during this because of all the water. Is that, do you guys normally take any pee breaks or? Yes, 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 we do. Um, I don't pee, but I smoke. So So I'll take this catheter out. I started putting it in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not taking my catheter. (laughs) I might just leave it in there. I was going to say, I've been trying to get Eli to do that for years now. All right. We'll dive right in then.